As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to episode 49 brought to you by Phonics Museum. For a two-week free trial, go to phonicsmuseum.com slash bold. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely, the podcast for real moms who are seeking Jesus, trying to live their roles well, and working to add a little bit more loveliness to their lives, even in just the little moments. I'm your host, Mackenzie Monroe from BoldTurquoise.com and CultivatingTheLovely.com. And of course, as always, you can find me at BoldTurquoise on Instagram. I like to have fun over there in the Insta stories, and I'm trying to post more to my feed as well. And of course, in our Facebook group, you can search Cultivating the Lovely on Facebook, and we would love to see you over there. The group has been growing by leaps and bounds lately, and it is so much fun to be meeting new women, having new conversations starting in there. And we would really like to talk with you about the conversations on the show. If you have more input and things you want to talk about, we want to hear it. I would love to see those conversations starting more and more in the Facebook group about the topics of the podcast every week. Another thing that you guys have heard me mention in the last few weeks is our Patreon community that you can find at patreon.com forward slash cultivating the lovely. And this is a bonus content community that also has a private Facebook group and we're adding more and more to it all the time. This next week, we are going to be releasing a mini podcast episode. We've got challenges and all sorts of fun things that are happening over there to help encourage you all year long in your self-care and your homemaking. And I would love to see you over there. And if you didn't hear all ready. We are trying to get to 300 patrons. And if that happens, then we are going to bring back the morning show for three mornings a week, which I really miss. I would love to be able to connect with you guys on more of that daily basis in that format. So let's make it happen, ladies, and get up to that 300 level. We would love to see you there. Without further ado, though, I want to jump into this episode with Emily Thomas from Mom Struggling Well. She is so funny. If you've seen her Insta stories, she's absolutely hilarious, but she also goes deep and has wonderful words of wisdom. And I'm so excited to be able to share this episode with you guys because we talk a lot about podcasting and kind of how we do it, why we do it, what got us into it. And it gives you kind of a fun behind the scenes look, I think. I also wanted to point out really quickly, as we mentioned in the show, Emily was at a gas station when she was able to do this interview. So there's a little bit of background noise that you guys might be hearing, and if so, that's what it's from. So let's get on with this episode with Emily Thomas. Welcome, Emily. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? So good. You kind of have like a crazy scenario going on right now. You're in your car. Right? <laughs> yes, I am. Are Coming just... back from Austin, the traffic is terrible. Oh, no. So, Are you I just like... make it home, but I'm at the gas station. Okay, so you're not just very, like on the side classy. of the road. <laughs> you're at a gas no. station. Yes. <laughs> I think this is my second gas station recording this year. How funny. I know. Apparently, it's like the place to do a podcast. I don't right? even know. You're alone in your car. That's probably what I should be doing more often. True. Be alone in it's my car. It's quieter. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No one's going to, you know, run into the room all of a sudden or <laughs> anything like if that. If they do, it would be really scary because I don't know anybody here. <laughs> yes. Let's hope that doesn't happen. If it does, yes. I'll call 911 for you. Thank you. I yes. appreciate it. You're my backup. You're my safety person. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle of Texas. You need to go safer. <laughs> so 
Would you tell everyone who isn't familiar with who you are, who you are and where they can find you? Sure. Um, my name is Emily Thomas and I, well, I live in Dallas. You can find me in Dallas, but it's yeah. not big. Um, I mainly am on Instagram at mom struggling well, but I also am on Facebook too at mom struggling well, but um, I have a podcast just like you. Yes. Um, I am a nurse by trade, but now I'm podcasting instead. Is it become like a profession thing for you also, or is it just hobby? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about that as I was driving, the kind of the very gradual switch from Mm -hmm. hobby to, well, hold it. Like this is a job. Like I've started to actually say, oh, I've got this thing for work instead of feeling bad that, oh my gosh, sorry, I, I can't do that. I'm on an interview for my like fun hobby because it's not anymore. Yeah. That. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a jump. When did you start your podcast? Over two years ago, maybe two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're right around the same length. Yeah. Of time. I, I do think we started at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are going to get more into the whole podcasting thing because that's what the bulk of this episode is going to be about. But I want to talk about some January things first. But since you mentioned Instagram, yeah. I just, I have to say two things. Okay. First of all, these aren't even questions. I just have things okay. to say. Just say them. <laughs> yeah. Get it out. McKinley. You're fabulous on Insta stories. You're oh so my sweet. goodness. If when I am scrolling through people, if you watch no other Insta stories, I look for Emily's because you will laugh every time. She's so real sweet. and bold and I love it. So whatever you're doing <laughs> to make that Insta story magic happen, just keep doing whatever it is you're doing. I really don't know what I'm doing. You're, so I think you're just like, being you, which is the greatest yeah. part. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. great. I'm always like, was that appropriate? I don't know. <laughs> and <laughs> that's why it's fabulous because you will say anything. I just, I love it. Well, and I love that it goes away in 24 hours. Yes. Quite, that yeah, is nice. At first, like that was kind of a holdback for me. Like, oh, why am I putting okay. in the effort if it is going to disappear? But there yeah. is that amount of like, oh, well, it only lasts that long. Yes. Very yeah. good. I love it. Yes. And you do a good job of it. Second, Thanks. your hair right now is amazing. <laughs> it's Thanks. so good. I just, I was noticing that yesterday when I was watching you. I was like, her hair is on point. So, oh, you're so sweet. Listen, can I say for the curly hair people, if you don't love your hair, it's because you're getting the wrong haircut. Yeah, yeah. You need I've to get heard a that. curly hair haircut. Once I did that, it changed everything. Well, you're rocking it. And well, thank we'll you. have to put, I don't know, the name of your hairdresser in the show notes or something. Because well, it's, it's a really type good. of haircut that's for curly hair, and they do it all over everywhere. Okay. Um, it's called Weedad, O U I D A D. All right. Take note Isn't of that, weird? curly hair yeah. people, because it looks really great. You're rocking thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. But on with January. We are in January. I thought it would be fun to hear, like, what kind of January person are you? Do you love resolutions and goals? Do you make a word of the year? Like, what does January look like for you? Okay, January in my head looks different than January in my reality. <laughs> yes. Like, for example, I'm sitting in a gas station right Yes. Now. That wasn't my plan. Um, I do the power sheets, Laura Casey's power okay. sheets. Yep. I just started those this year, too. I really love them. I do, too. Um, yeah. So, so good. But I do them mainly, well, I do them personal mixed with the podcast goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of mix those things. I wish I, I don't know. I think I just wish I had a month where I didn't have to do anything but plan because I always right. feel like, I don't know. And then the plans always change and that kind of stresses me out. So yeah. I have like a love-hate relationship with goals. Yeah. I'm kind yeah. of in that right now too, especially as like I'm trying to take things up to another level. I feel like there's so many foundational planning things I need to do, but then I still have yeah. to keep doing the regular stuff to keep making it. it happen. And that can it. feel like a lot. It does feel like a lot. So some new thing that I've done this year, and I actually, in my power sheets, have it every, you know how every three months or so there's like a, like a refresh type of thing. Mm-hmm. I am going to do, cause my husband and I don't have like a bunch of money where we can go away for the weekend. We don't like go on big vacations. I wish we did, but yeah. um, we don't. It's fine. Um, but we're going to go away on like kind of a silent, like a plan for me, it'll be planning, but also just silent retreat type of a thing Mm -hmm. where I'm going to get like an Airbnb for two nights and, and we're just going to switch watching the kids. So like he'll go and then we'll, you know, meet at home and then I'll go and he'll watch the kids. So that way 
we each yeah. get that four times a year. So we're going, I'm going in a couple of weeks. I'm so excited. Nice. Oh, that yeah. sounds amazing. I'm looking forward to it. And it's really not that much then. It's like, you know, 200 bucks yeah. for total and you don't have to pay for childcare or anything. So yeah, I'm that's excited. something we've been talking about with our Patreon group and because we're talking about self-care and homemaking. And so yeah. we've been asking all these questions throughout January, like trying to ha- help everyone figure out their personal self-care style And because, you know, like what works for somebody might not work for somebody else. And it's Mm -hmm. been so interesting to see over and over and over again, something that all moms, no matter what personality type they seem to have, are like, I enjoy quiet. Like that's a self-care thing because we just don't have it. Yeah. Just consistently quiet. Yeah. And I think quiet, I tend to be really, I tend to feel really guilty. And so Mm -hmm. quiet plus like just a restfulness of knowing like this is a good thing and I'm worth this Yes, because I can have quiet, but feel really bad doing it and it kind of ruins it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, that's something I've really been having to come to terms with. If I can be a better mom, I can be a better businesswoman. I can be a better everything if I can take care of myself. And even if it's not for huge chunks of time, just like even, you know, a half an hour or something where I decide to not feel guilty overtake yeah. care of myself makes such a big difference. Seriously, paint your nails. Yeah. You're going to feel like a new person. And for a while, you can't do anything because your nails are wet. <laughs> yes. So that's, that's my mom has idea. <laughs> Always paint your nails. <laughs> that's a really good one. Yes, I like that. So do you do a word of the year, which is kind of in power sheets? Yeah, you know, I do. I'm not like, I'm not a hardcore word of the year person, yeah. but But as I have, like you said, it comes on a little sheet, like what's your word of the year? And I, so I put that up and it's been empty. So I've been staring at it. I feel like for me, I'm seeing in my, in my walk with the Lord, a bunch of walls kind of coming down. Like I'm realizing I was really pretty guarded in a lot of areas and Mm -hmm. I'm seeing myself soften. And so the word that keeps coming to me and it's like super weird. So I haven't, this is me committing for the first time out loud. I've never even said it out loud, but like kind of the idea of like unfolding, like, like a kind of like a flower opening up type of thing. I'm not like flowery or this. It's a very strange word for me. I don't really love it, but I think it's going to be like unfold or something. I (laughs) I don't love it. But I love the idea. I know. Well, I'm kind of in that same place because I've had this word that is kind of like, even when I write down a bunch of other words, like do the brainstorming for figuring out your word, they all kind of come back to this one word. But I don't like the word. Like it feels lame. I feel like so many people hate their word. So I think we've hit on the word. So probably it's grow, which I feel like is so just kind of simple and lame sounding <laughs> like you but want... also kind of vital to life yeah I'm so sorry it's a good word it's it is a I good like it. word it's just not the <laughs> word I wanted like I kept <laughs> looking up like synonyms for grow like can't I find yeah. something meteor you know like mm. in a college dictionary that sounds better than just grow <laughs> but oh. it really does sum up like all the different areas of my life that yes. I want to see change in so Girl, yeah. you've got a lot going on. I yeah. like it. It's a good I word. I do. So it feels appropriate. I just don't like it. Yeah. But I've you. heard that even with like essential oils. I don't know if you're into essential oils <gasps> at all. The but... ones you don't like, you need. Yes. Yes. So that's Can probably it. Can I tell it. you, joy makes me want to throw up. Yes. The so same mad. one. That is the same one I have issues <gasps> with. Totally. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So oh, we're going to have our, our terrible words of the year and put on our nasty essential oils and then we'll be better by next year, right? It's going to be, be more good joyful. in 2019. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's really fun. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Phonics Museum by Veritas Press. You guys, Teaching reading is not my favorite thing ever, especially when I'm trying to teach my older kids all of their subjects and I'm having to take a break to listen to the word cat repeated over and over and over again. And that is one of the reasons why I love the brand new app by Veritas Press called Phonics Museum. This interactive app was created to teach kids across all the different learning styles. So no matter what your kid's strength is and retaining information, this app is going to cater to them. 
the kids are able to pick their own avatar and really get in there and interact with these characters. And my little girls, who are three and five, love it. They beg me to do school on my phone and my iPad while I'm working with my boys, which is so much fun and such a lifesaver to me. They also really enjoy that it's not just a reading app. They also get to learn to write, and my three-year-old, who can't really hold a pen all that correctly yet, can even work on her handwriting because she just uses the tip of her finger. Another great thing that I love about it is that it sends me emails when my kids hit the next progress point and lets me know how they're doing with the app and what they're retaining and what they're not and what we need to work on more. It's just so well thought out. I think they've really thought of everything. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this app and I want you to be able to check it out for yourself to be able to see all that it has to offer. Head over to Phonics Museum slash bold to get two weeks free in the app and to get some free downloads of other projects and ebooks that will help your kids to learn even faster. Thank you so much to Veritas Press with Phonics Museum. And now let's get back to the show. Okay, I want to jump into talking about podcasty stuff. Like that's really the main reason I wanted to have you on the show because I think it's super fun to get to talk to fellow podcasters, especially okay. ones who are kind of in the same, like we said, we've kind of been podcasting for the same amount of time, only you're a weekly show, right? Yes. And we just became a weekly show. So okay. there's a little bit of a difference there, but I mean, we've kind of been doing it for the same amount of time. And I kind of want to give people a behind the scenes glimpse into what this whole podcasting thing actually looks like. Because <laughs> I think it is a lot different. Yes. Think. I think yeah. maybe think people think it's a little bit more glamorous than it is or, you know, like mm-hmm. there, or it's, faster to make a show. Yes. Like it is. It, there is work put into yes. this. So yes. my questions are not like anything groundbreaking, but I just thought it would be fun to kind of give a glimpse of like what even sparked this idea for you to start your podcast? Like, when did you even start thinking about it? How did it develop? Give us give us the behind the scenes. Okay. Well, honestly, I wish that my mothering experience and kind of my outlook was more like yours, oh, Mackenzie, because I feel like lovely and all the things you do are so beautiful and great. I started my show because I thought being a mom was the worst thing that I ever got myself into. <laughs> And I love my kids. It's not them. It's me. It's like if I if I could break up, I would, but yeah. <laughs> I can't. You know what I mean? Well, and, see, and I think so- the name of my podcast gives off the wrong impression because okay. it's about cultivating loveliness when this job is stinking hard. Okay. So good. Don't let the yes. name fool you. Okay. Yeah. It just sounds so beautiful. And I think, oh, I, I wish I was not such a mess. Um, but anyway, so I, I, for me, it started from a, I am desperately I'm I am desperate to make this not as bad as it is so um, I tend towards depression and anxiety and and negativity and I really don't love that Um, so my show is not negative but it is real so that I feel like if you can get the the hard stuff out then you can move past it to making it better yeah I think so many moms just want to pretend everything's fine but then you can't actually get to better. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, sense. I absolutely agree. It's funny because even though my name is so different, I feel like the foundation of our show is really very similar. Mm, because yeah. I, that's something like even when I started out in my Periscope show, people would always say to me like, "You're so real." Like you show even the hard moments where your kids are coming in and you know back talking you on live <laughs> social media. Oh, you know, it was like mm-hmm. I. I feel like we get so caught up in the the Instagram perfection, the Pinterest perfection, and we just yeah. need more real. And yeah. we want to make things better. Like, that's why I chose Cultivating the Lovely, because it was the same kind of thing. Like, this is so hard. I need to try to have those moments that feel more lovely in the midst of all this insanity. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. But then it's hard because you see people swing the other way towards like my kids are the worst and, da, da, yes. da. and that's, that's yes. not the, the hope at all. It, no. That doesn't honor the Lord. It doesn't honor our kids. That doesn't honor the role of motherhood, mm-hmm. which is holy. Um, but also, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's yeah. so hard. Yes. It's so hard. So for me, honestly, it was like let, ask, asking other women who I saw really like 
nailing it in some areas, asking mm-hmm. them, how, how do you do this well? Because, you know, acknowledging that there is a struggle, but also yeah. acknowledging we have the power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead. Like, yes. I think we can, we can rock this. Yeah. I love that whole, that whole premise. And I think it's building such a great community off of your platform of that realness. It's what people are craving. Oh my gosh. The people who come around and like comment on my Instagram feed are hysterical. They're so helpful to me. (laughs) I saw one today. I was just cracking up like those real mom moments. Those are the things we love to hear from each other. Yes. Even my husband's like, you are so much better at being a mom now than you used to be before the show. That's awesome. Yes. That's really good. good. People think I do it for them. I'm really doing it for me. (laughs) Yeah. That's good though. I think, I think for in order for anything to be successful, there has to be a little bit of that in there. Good point. That's a really good point. Makes me feel less selfish. Thank you. Yes. There you go. (laughs) That's my gift to you today. (laughs) Okay. So what made you like actually bite the bullet and say, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. Like, why didn't you start a blog? Like what, what made this happen? Very honestly, I had a blog and then I had an Etsy shop and, and God really got a hold of my heart. And he was like, listen, you are doing those things to avoid your kids. And I need you to lean into this role. And I, and you, he kind of just showed me through people and feedback that I had an ability to say real things in a way that was lighthearted Mm -hmm. that could be received. So I can say, it's almost like, if I can make you laugh, then I can punch you in the face with some, some truth. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So it's, it's received better for some reason. Yeah. Um, and so I, then he's like, listen, so I want you to do a mom podcast because this is the way I've wired you. And this is the way I've gifted you. And I was like, but maybe not a mom podcast. Cause I don't really like being a mom. And so I tried to like argue with him about like, what if we just do like struggling well in general or I tried to get the mom part off because that didn't seem super sexy. Not like yeah. I think I'm, you know, I just was like, yes. this isn't cool. Yeah. This is not a hipster thing to do. Yeah. And so um, anyway, he just was like, you're doing, it's called mom struggling well, so handle it. And so I'm like, fine. So that's kind of how I did it was, I didn't really want to do it, but I felt like he, it was very clear that I should. And I think obeying him is generally the best idea yeah. possible. Well, and it, yeah, I mean, obviously you're impacting women and you're doing an awesome job with it. So he blessed you following that. Mm, so true. it's good. And just like our word of the year, mm-hmm. isn't it so true that the things he asked us to do, a lot of times that's not something that we want to do, but yeah. it's always the best thing for us to do. Or we don't even necessarily feel gifted in. I mean, I know when I created the name Cultivating the Lovely, it was actually with a few friends and they are, I mean, seriously, like this group of women, I always said, like, you're either sweet or spicy and they are all sweet and I am spicy. Oh, okay. And like they all, their homes are just beautiful and they always talk sweetly to their children and they uh-huh. like, they are genuinely those sweet moms And I don't know how I ended up in that group, but being surrounded by that, you're like, I want more of that. I want to do that better, even though that doesn't come naturally to me. That's hard, but I need to try to do that more just like for the sake of my kids. And so, yeah, yeah, you step into trying to cultivate loveliness when you don't necessarily feel like the (laughs) loveliest person. Can I tell you how many people are like, struggle well, Em, when I'm having a hard time? (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I got told yes. that yesterday. I'm like, no. Oh, yep. Yeah, I've I've heard all kinds of things about loveliness where I'm like, yeah, so no, funny. it's not happening right now. <laughs> Think so. Oh my gosh. People think like you said, people think it's so much more glamorous and we're just like, all I've ever done is struggled well. That is yes. why I have the show. No, it's the opposite. Yes. I have this foundation of loveliness in my life. No, I have to try so to make that because I'm not very good at it. Yeah, but, gosh. So you decided to do it. You decided to move forward with this podcast. What did, like, tell us about the hard stuff about getting it going? Because I know about it, but <laughs> let's give people an image of what that's like. You mean just, yeah, like, like practically I sit in my, my, uh, I turn my closet into my office to yeah. record. And, um, so I'm, I bought a, an Amazon, a microphone on Amazon, and then I, you know, recorded some things. It felt like such a goober talking to myself in my closet. (laughs) 
And then you put it on iTunes and then people think you're really something because yeah. a long time ago, if you were on like the radio, you, someone had to say that was okay, but yes. we know any, anybody can do it. And so yeah. it's just, you feel so dumb, but then you feel like nobody's going to listen to me. But on the other hand, you're like, but God told me to do this. Yeah. It's just such a very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I'm in my first interview. I interviewed my friend whose three-year-old son died. Oh my goodness. And at the time I had a three-year-old son. Holy cow. I mean, we both, I just had to, I had to cut out so much snotting and cry. <laughs> it was so, I was like, what have I done? Yeah. Nobody, uh, it was a disaster, but, but it was good and, you know, real and everything, but I don't know. It's just, you, it's, it's very vulnerable place. Yeah, for sure. I, yes. I think, especially when you aren't sure how people are going to respond. And, yes. and I've got such a sense of humor that nobody knows if I'm kidding or not. Yeah. And so it can be really tricky. That's why I think Insta stories are good because you can at least see my face. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So anyway. Yeah. I've interviewed a few people that I had on that I'd seen just off a of video. And then when I had them on just for an audio interview, it did not translate. And oh, it was shoot. like, oh, goodness. <laughs> What am I going to do with this? Have you had many of those like rough kinds of interviews? Less the interviews, but some people just don't, they don't always understand. And I try not to be sarcastic. I try to be kind of straight ahead and people can get it, but it's just not, it's just not how I think. I don't know. I'm trying to let the Lord redeem it because I know sarcasm can be really kind of biting and like cutting. And I, I, I don't know. So it's kind of a weird thing where I'm like, the Lord made me this way. Yeah. And I, but I want to be more like him, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's kind of confusing. I mean, one time, this is one thing that kind of got me in trouble once and not that much trouble, but I, I got pulled over for drunk driving, but I wasn't drunk. I was just tired. That was my favorite Insta story you have ever done. I you know people got mad at me about that. Like Seriously? I was highlighting drunk driving. I'm like, no, I'm just oh, so my goodness. tired as a mom. And then I got so nervous that they thought I was drunk for sure. Cause I was like giggling, but I was, I've yeah. always been so afraid of going to jail for no reason. <laughs> I just always felt like I was going to get framed on accident. I don't know. I laughed until I cried, though, when you put that on Insta stories. I mean, I still, when I think of your, (laughs) like, I have to go back and watch yours daily because you may have another instance such as that. Oh, gosh. It was so embarrassing, though, to, like, be having a, doing the sobriety test in my neighborhood with my neighbors. I can't imagine. (laughs) When all I was doing was, I'm just like, I swear, I'm just tired and giggly. Like, I'm awkward, not drunk. Yeah. Anyway, so things like that where people are like, drunk driving's not funny, Emily. I'm like, I know. Yeah. (laughs) And I wasn't drunk. Yeah. I think as our reach grows, though, we've got to get thicker skin. Yes. At least me. I have thin skin, right? And so just trying to, I don't know, trying to take it with a grain of salt and know the people who get me, they know that I was just awkward and not drunk. Yeah. (laughs) No, I totally agree with that. I know for me personally, like heading into my current living situation, I was very leery about that. Like, holy cow, Mm -hmm. I have a Christian mom's podcast and I'm coming out with very difficult news. And if you're still not privy to what that news is, you can join our Facebook group (laughs) (laughs) and find out what it is. I mean, I don't think, I think it's kind of, you know, becoming a parent, but living with my parents right now, you know, and sleeping on the living room floor with my kids and, you know, like it's, Bless your heart, man. You're living, you're living it out. Yeah, (laughs) sure am. But I was so scared to put it out there to my community because I love these women who I've, Mm -hmm. you know, they've been with me, many of them since the very beginning of Periscope Mm -hmm. and everything. And just feeling like, are they all going to turn their backs on me when they hear what's going on? And I have been so overwhelmed because I was really bracing myself for mm-hmm. the emails and everything. And I know there still could be, but so far I haven't yeah. gotten one negative email. It's all been support and it's all it's been so people just coming out in droves. And I've just been so blessed by that. I went and um, visited a radio show that I love when I was in Nashville. And okay. it was like right before all of this happened. 
And so I got to meet the, you know, the DJs and everything. And it's a Christian radio show. And so I emailed them after I moved in with my parents and all that kind of stuff. I told the DJ, like, I'm so scared. Like, this is this is my platform. This is one of the ways that I'm going to be able to provide for my family. And he was like, just hold on and wait and see what God can do and wait and see how God can use people to support you. And so after that is when I like talked about everything in the Facebook group and I've just been blown away. It's been so amazing to see how God's people can come around you and not just condemn you. And so I, I have been, you know, called out on things like what you were talking about before, but in this specific scenario, when I was so worried about it, it's been amazing to see the response. I love that. The body of Christ is so beautiful. I mean, and there's some really ugly parts and, Mm -hmm. you know, we have problems, but yeah, it's so good. It's a really good design. We need each other. Absolutely. You know, I'm divorced, right? I don't know. Yes. Well, we talked about it briefly. Yeah. And so, okay. Yeah. So I I get it. That feeling of like, just shame, even if Mm -hmm. it wasn't you, Yeah. you know, you can't control perceptions and there's a lot of fear that you just got divorced because you fell out of love or whatever. Yeah. It's like, nope. Like my heart is completely broken. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Like yeah. it's just like, it's something that you just came like, Oh, one day you just decided, <laughs> Oh, I'm done. <laughs> like it, yeah. it's, it's not that at all. And until you yeah. really like know people's stories and stuff, it's hard. It's hard for a lot of people to understand. And I knew that that was one of the hardest parts about it was just taking on the stereotypes of, Oh, being a single mom of four, like what? Like how, how is that my life? But you know, now listen though, I never, I don't look at people's stories the same. I go, well, there's, there's there's a whole lot going. There's the tip of the iceberg is what I see. Yeah. It's really helped me to be so much less judgmental and so much more loving. Yeah. I feel like it's increased my grace with other people so much. And just like, we just don't know what's going on behind closed doors or why people are making the decisions that they're making. And it's, yeah, it's been really, really opening. And I feel like has caused me to grow. There (laughs) you go. Stupid word. (laughs) In so many ways. Yeah. But anyway, we've totally gotten off topic. Sorry. Yeah, that wasn't about podcasting. No, it it wasn't. (laughs) So what is your favorite part of podcasting? Uh, Well, you alluded to it, Mackenzie, but the women who I get to communicate with. Yeah. I mean, my guests. I love my guests, but I love my listeners. Wow. And so when people write in and are like, hey, because, you know, I'm sure you get a lot of requests for guests on the show. Mm -hmm. I do. And yeah. and some people would think it'd be hard to say no to people who want to take my listeners a different direction because the, the the requests are very interesting sometimes. Um, yeah. Sometimes they're just regular. But but I love my listeners so, like, I'm so mm-hmm. kind of, I guard them yeah. fiercely. Yes. Yeah. And so I just, um, I don't know. I That's been my favorite part is seeing, like, I'll get, I'll be watching Netflix with my husband um, and he'll... And I'll get an email that says a picture of a girl who just got baptized. And she goes, I learned about Christ from your show. I'm like, what? And this is her getting baptized. And just women who are coming even to know the Lord because they looked up struggle and mom and they didn't even know they were going to hear about God. Yeah. Um, So that's been like mind blowing. Yeah. He literally can do anything. Yeah. It's amazing to see. Yeah. The little things we put out there and the response that it can cause. And just the community around it. I love when the conversations start. Like, it's really starting to happen more in our Facebook group. But people actually, when we have a show, people are discussing the topic in the Facebook group. Like, oh, I got this out of it and that out of it. And it's so fun to see how they take it to a whole nother level than what even just the episode was about. Exactly. Yeah. And so we have a Facebook group. It's a little newer. Like, um I'm sure you've had yours a long time, but mine is probably six months old or something. Okay. And, and I felt I never did a Facebook group because I was afraid it was going to be one more thing. Like you're yeah. talking about with podcasting. Yeah. There's so much to do to keep it going. I thought, I just don't have the bandwidth to add one more thing. Yeah. Well, I added it and it's just like going on its own. I feel like they don't even necessarily need me. Yeah. There, and I love it. 
I know. I recently had a mom who like was responding to one of the shows and was excited about it. And then she was like, and hey, I'm a NICU mom. And I went through that. Is there anyone in the group who was also a NICU mom? And so like all these moms who have this similar experience are banding together. And I just love seeing that. Yep. So good. Yeah. And it's nothing we could, we can't be an amazing podcaster enough to make that happen. So it's like beautiful to see it become bigger than even what we thought it could be. Yeah. And when it's something that's like not even a part of my story, it's not something I can relate to or speak into in any way. I'm not a NICU mom, you know, but these other women through this avenue are able to connect together. And I love to see that. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Love it. So logistically speaking, all the things that go into podcasting, are you still editing yourself two years later? No, no, I have a, I have a, she started off as an editor and now I just have her be my producer. Nice. And she just does all the things. She's fantastic. That's awesome. Do you edit? I am still editing. Oh, uh. <laughs> it is. It was sucking my life away, but I also know I'm, I'm pretty perfectionistic. And so mm-hmm. I would spend way too long. Yeah. I remember you talking about that and being like, I can't believe she spends that much time. But I found as I have gotten farther into it, I've gotten worse. Like I've become much more nitpicky. And so it takes me way longer. It does. But, but here's the deal. When you love your listeners, you really want to give them excellent content. And I do not want to waste their time because I am one of them. I know that they don't have a lot of time. Yeah, exactly. So, So, yeah. But that, that probably helped you make it much more sustainable by not being the editor anymore. Well, yeah. When I got sponsors, I got a producer. So I, it's yeah. hard to know how to scale. I don't have like any kind of business background. What? Yeah. I know. Me either. <laughs> so it's very confusing. And I just said, I just honestly, and this seems so basic, but I just ask God, like, what, what am I? So I pray a lot about my show. That's awesome. So. Yeah. And I have a, I have a podcast manager who does like my show notes. But oh, I still do so nice. the, the editing part of it. Yeah, because the show notes part of it, like, that was just, like, I can't make my brain do that oh, anymore. I but, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so how many hours at this point do you think you're spending on your podcast a week? Oh, my gosh. It varies every – it's so so variable because of – some weeks I have a ton of interviews. Mm-hmm. I'm the – I don't know how far ahead you interview, but I interview sometimes, like, two or three months ahead. Yeah. I try to, and then life gets, okay. catches yes. up and you're like, wait, which I is why ahead. I like being so far ahead. Right. Yeah. I love that about yeah. being ahead. But so sometimes it's heavy on interviews and I go back through and like try to pull out like the nuggets that people could apply to their lives so that they can struggle well in one way, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I go through and listen again and then you know, say some more things. I'm also doing a, like a short Devo. Cause I think so many women oh, awesome. don't feel like they can understand God's word. Yeah. Um, and they can, and the Bible's funny. It is weird. <laughs> it is and I weird. think God's got a great sense of humor. And so what I, what I felt like he's put on my heart to do next, because sometimes you do a thing for a while, then you're like, can I get tired of it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I feel like you got to keep it fresh or you'll just quit. Yeah. And so the thing is that I'm doing is like 15 minute. We're going through John now and I'm just taking, you know, a couple of, couple of verses and, and saying some things and doing some looking up of stuff. And just so that women can go, Oh my gosh, so hold it. She doesn't, she's not a pastor and she can come up with something and apply it to her life. Hey, maybe I can do the same thing. Yeah. So that that's taking more time. Um, that's like a new direction I'm going in, which is I'm I like loving it. it. Yeah, that's fun. And it keeps it, yeah, like you were saying, just keeps it fresh. I know I've done that. Like every six months or so, I'm like, okay, what can I change up about the podcast to make it not just new to me, but fresh to the listeners too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So is so that good. like, uh, is that still just like a weekly devotional or is that daily or what are you doing? Oh, not daily. No, it's <laughs> a, so I do a weekly interview. And then a weekly, I call him just M because I'm bad at naming stuff. And I just was like, (laughs) how about that? It's just me. Um, So then I do that every week. And then I do one with Rebecca Smith, um, the problem solved ones where we just, we say we're, we just ask people for their problems and then we solve them. So we're like making ourselves like a, you know, like a a helpful, but we're really not helpful. We don't know the answers to anything, but we (laughs) laugh so hard. So that's basically what we do is we pick on each other. 
and we pretend to solve problems. It's good. I love it. That's but that's fun. once a month. Okay. That's good. I really like that. Yeah, it was fun because I just brought in co-hosts. And so, yeah, we're mixing things up. Like, I still do a couple of interviews a month, but then the rest are all just my co-hosts over and over again. And it's fun to just have the familiarity. Like, I love doing interviews, but having people you just know and you can just have real conversations with is so much fun. No, I agree. And I prayed a lot about a co-host. I wanted to do a co-host with my show. And one just didn't come and Mm -hmm. I just didn't feel peace about anything. And so I just kind of started on my own because I knew I was supposed to do it, but I didn't know how. And, but then when I, I actually interviewed Rebecca one day early on, I didn't know her at all. We laughed so hard that even my sister was like, that sounds exactly like when you and I talk, like she's hysterical. And so then I was like, Hey, do you want to do this more sometimes? But she runs better life bags. So it's not like she's sitting around wondering if she could do a podcast she's a business owner yeah so she comes on once a month and it works for us yeah my all my co-hosts come on one they each have an episode once a month so that's great same kind of thing and keeps things yeah new and fun and yeah I like it I love it so how do you handle when you get a guest who's hard to interview because you have to Hmm. have had them the women typically that I asked to come on the show are they understand the premises. Like I'm going to, I'm going to dig pretty deep, not to make you uncomfortable, but to bless the listener. And so they kind of know they're going to spill some guts, you know, um, the appropriate amount of guts, but still some guts, you (laughs) know? And, uh, and so then sometimes again, I heavily, I, I cut a lot. Yeah. And so if it's like, small talk that kind of makes my skin crawl. So we're going to get rid of that. I don't care what dormitory you lived in in college or your favorite color. We don't need to talk about that. So if there was too many details going on, I just get rid of that. And then, and then just continue on with the, because eventually they get more comfortable. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think you can do a lot with editing. So many people That is true. do at the end of interviews, do you have people go, I don't even know what I said. Was any of that even coherent? Yes. That, so many people don't even know. But yeah. then but then at the end, they're like, hold it. That was gold. Well, that's in the editing, man. Yeah. Well, and it's usually Good. the people who were like my dynamite guests who I'm like, I come out of that interview going, oh, that was good. And they're yes. like, I don't even know what I said. That was terrible. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. no, we're good. Thank you. Yeah. It's so I've, good. I've only had a few people where it's like they just they gave yes or no answers to everything. Okay. Okay. Well, next question. You never got any farther. Shoot. Like it was, yeah, yeah it was rough, but they're, that's they're tricky. few and far between. So that's good. Some people just, even if they are normally on video or something, they're t- used to talking by themselves with a lot of video these oh, days. Yeah. And so when they actually have to like respond and interact with someone, I think that that can become intimidating. Yes. Well, listen, I, I did have one that, uh, someone referred to me. I didn't like find her, but I was like, okay, well that, I think it'll be all right. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I don't even remember her name. I wouldn't tell you if I did, but I don't know who it was. (laughs) Um, but she, she, um, I didn't even need to be there. She just like started talking and I couldn't even interrupt to, but like you said, like, I think maybe she was used to having her own, like talking on her own. Yeah. But even when I had to like interrupt her, I just had to keep talking to ask my question and they were well thought out questions that I knew would bless my listeners. Right. And, yeah. and she would just go back to talking about what she was talking about oh, before. Gosh. I was like, Oh my gosh. So I, I didn't air it because I didn't feel like that was respectful to my people to yeah. be honest yeah and well and <laughs> that's, that's the only one I didn't air that's so important to have that that perspective there have only been a couple like I interviewed someone and the interview got interrupt like my computer went black I've never had it oh. happen any other time and we'd Terrible. had like half the conversation and then so I I picked back up got back on and we just tried to record like where we left off. But then later I realized the whole beginning was gone, but I felt like it was God saying, hold on. Mm. I don't think this person should actually be on your show. And I felt like it was his way of getting me out of it. And there were a couple other interviews like that, that have fallen through at the last minute. And they were always the ones that I felt like, Oh, 
is this yeah. is this the right fit? And then something always happens where it's just like, I guess it wasn't because it didn't so work good. out. Yeah. Yeah. I think so many times we push so hard for what we think is the right thing. Yeah. And it's hard when you're driven, you're driven to like accomplish things. Yeah. But you can drive yourself off a cliff. Yeah. In the name of accomplishment. Yeah. It's absolutely. good to have the wisdom to go, okay, this must not be a thing. Yeah. And to know that you may not have had the foresight for it, but God did. Yes. He's so good to us. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you know what your personality type is? Um, on the Enneagram, I'm a one. Okay. Perfectionistic. Do you know your Myers-Briggs? Man, E, there's a J and an F. Okay. And I can't remember. I have it up in my house, but I am at a gas station. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's not very helpful. I'm an yeah. ENFP. And so I, I was I just... like, that's, is that a, are there a lot of people that are that? There's a lot of podcasters who are. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cat Lee, Sally Clarkson. Like okay. there's. There's a good handful of us that are How ENFPs. Funny. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Aaron Odom. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, know her. I think that I like the uh, Enneagram because it's just the one number. Yeah. It's easy to remember. It's easier to remember, <laughs> for sure. Yes. That's so funny. I know that, I don't know if you've done the one um, on 16 personalities for the yeah. Myers-Briggs where you you can have a, a third, a four, fifth letter. Yeah. Um, like I never T remember what that one is. The, well, I'm T for turbulence, which I don't appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. I am not at peace with my own personality, but That's I always so have funny. a T at the end. So yeah. Well, I am trying to listen to, I shouldn't say trying to listen. I'm enjoying it, but reading people by Ann Vogel. Have you heard of that oh. book? It's yeah. I mean, I mean, I've heard of her. I didn't yeah. know she had a, well, she's, okay. I mean, it's, I think the title is kind of confusing because her blog, her podcast, everything is about reading books and so you right. think the t title of this book, Reading People, is like about people who read. <laughs> it's oh, not. It's about reading people. It's about reading people oh. and their personalities. And so she goes oh, through like. I'm so interested in that. All, yeah. She goes through all the different personality typing systems and like the details of them. And just this morning in the car, I was trying to listen to the cognitive functions of Myers-Briggs and I was driving my kids to school because they go one day a week. And yeah, I was like, they're falling asleep before I even get them to school. Like we're going to need to switch this up. But it was interesting just not to, you know, an 11 year old and a five year old. But, oh, I know. But it was, yeah, it's all those extra letters that I have to try to figure out. I just know my main ones and work with okay. those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it mainly based off the Myers-Briggs? Her book? Her book? Um, mm -hmm. It actually talks about Enneagram. Uh, okay. It talks about, like, all of them. And cool. it's supposed to kind of give you a snapshot. and But not just of giving a snapshot of them. It's also helping you understand how to apply them to your life. And so okay. I like that part of it. So it's not just the yes. information. She's showing you what it looks like practically. I think okay. she does a good job of that. So That's so good. Yeah. And I'm used to her voice because I listen to her podcast. So it's kind of fun to hear her audio. Oh, she reads it? Yes. Fun. So that's okay. fun. Yeah. Okay. We're almost done here, but would you share your most embarrassing podcasting moment with us? Huh. Do you have one? You can edit them out, so it's not that know, bad right? usually. Gosh, I'm trying to think. One time early on, I I did I added a sound effect that I thought was really funny. I can't remember what the situation was, but I added like a siren because I thought it made sense. And I didn't know until the next week that, and it was always, my sister is always like, I don't know what that was about, but that didn't make any sense. <laughs> um, and then I was just embarrassed that I was like, oh, people don't understand how funny I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but I think it just, so like sometimes when things don't translate, it feels embarrassing. Yeah. Um, like I try to tell, I try to help my, my listeners. Um, I tell, call them my marketing department and tell them, ways that they can promote the show and they they're always ridiculous none of them make any sense but some people like I think think that I'm serious and so it's just it gets embarrassing on a regular basis yeah. like, no you don't get it yeah so, no what about you what's yours oh well I had one guest on the show who I also generally think I'm pretty funny and okay. she yes. uh was not was not catching that drift 
at oh. all. And so oh. I would say things and like I'd be laughing, but she would not be. And so oh, it was already okay. kind of like one of those interviews. And then I asked Shoot. her this question and I could tell we were kind of running out of questions. And so while she was answering, I was trying to think of like, what can I talk about next? Yes. So she got to the end of her answer. And then I was like, okay, so, and then I basically asked her, like what she just told me. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh, oh no. this just keeps getting worse cuz I wasn't even listening to what she said. <laughs> and she was like, "Uh-huh. Yeah, well." <laughs> like repeated oh. herself again. And I as I'm sitting there I'm going, "Oh my goodness, I know she just told me all of this and I wasn't paying attention and I have to try to salvage this now." And oh, so man. I could tell she was less than impressed with me through the rest of the interview. And I had to like try to edit that to make it sound like she didn't just think I was the biggest moron on the planet. Oh but, man. Yes, yeah. That's awkward. It is. Yeah. It is hard with guests because not every personality clicks, but you've yeah. got to, you've and, got to bring their best self out. Yes. Sometimes it's hard when you don't get them. And it's really hard when, like, some guests I've had on the show that I've either seen on YouTube or I've read their book and I felt like, oh, we're going to totally connect. And then yes. when I actually talk to them, they're like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're doing. Like, I'm just doing this for some who knows what reason. <laughs> and so it's yes. like you feel connected to them, but they don't feel connected back to you. And that can yes. make for an awkward conversation. Yes. Actually, my friend, Elisa Keaton, she's also a podcaster. And she told me yesterday this really great tip. She said, if you don't know them, figure out what who you have in common. Yeah. And that's a great way to connect with them and give you guys some common ground. And I was like, that is so smart. Yeah. So I like that idea. Yeah. Like, for instance, Jamie Ivy doesn't know it, but apparently we have the same podcasting mom. Who is who? Cat Lee. Cat Lee. Oh, I love that. Yes. So, so we're sisters and Kat. she just doesn't even know it. You know, what's so funny is that Heather McFadden, the God Center mom, helped mm-hmm. me get started on my podcast and Cat helped her. So yeah. Cat's my grandma. Yes. We're like a big family. We really are. Yeah. I had Cat so on recently and, and we talked about the family. She It was before Christmas. She said she'd let me know what was happening for the holidays, but I have yet to find out. So funny. So does that mean you're my aunt? I'm not sure. I think so. Because my grandma. So. Yeah. I'm your aunt. So good. I love it. That's so fun. <laughs> All right. So on to the kind of our final questions here. How are you currently cultivating loveliness in your life right now? I think for me, it's about reframing expectations and, mm. and not putting so much on my to-do list every day. Yeah. Because then I start to look at my kids as obstacles when yeah. they're like the point, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, um, I tend to, like I said, I'm really motivated and driven. And if I, if I think of something, then that to me means it's like a good idea that I should do. And so I'm realizing I'm putting a little space between an idea popping into my head and actually carrying it out Mm -hmm. so that I can go, huh, I wonder if I really need to do this. Um, and that's been really helping. Honestly, it seems silly to do less making things lovely, but it really it's made it more lovely. It's made me oh, absolutely less of a bear, which makes yeah. everything more lovely. <laughs> and just helps you to have your priorities in line. Yes. I think that's really good. That's all kinds of lovely. Nice well, job. That's true. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. For me, it's kind of silly. I feel silly even saying it. But Don't. with like how much my life has changed and everything and being in a very different position, like needing to provide for my family and stuff, I have become obsessed with budgeting. And okay. I found this, it's a Dave Ramsey app and website called Every Dollar. Yeah. And so I just, I love it. I'm obsessive about it. Okay. <laughs> I love going in there and checking and making sure things are exactly how I need them to be and what I'm saving for and seeing how much I need to try to meet my goals. And, you know, we're trying to like get out and get our own place and get it furnished yeah. and all those kinds of things. And I think it just is a way to make me feel like I have a little bit of control in this very uncontrolled situation. And yes. so it's just, it gives me some sanity knowing, okay, this is exactly what things look like. This is what I know I need to be working towards And I really like it. It's a really clean format also. It's not confusing. It's very like you can just, 
there's not a lot of extra stuff and I really like it. That's so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think first of all, it's not, not silly. And second of all, I think control can have a negative connotation, but I think what you're doing, I mean, it's, it's wise, you know, yeah. I think yeah. so many of us just want to like get whatever we want and, and have the immediate gratification and that's cute, but it's not wise. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Yeah. So anyway, I think you're doing great. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm trying anyway. Yes. So now for the stock questions, are you ready? I think so. Okay. Yes. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Oh, you know what? I have both, but I love candles. Okay. Cloth napkins or paper? I love cloth. Okay. City or country? Oh, city. All right. <laughs> country makes me feel claustrophobic. <laughs> That's hilarious. You'd think it'd be the other way around. Yeah. Blech. No, I mean, I love <laughs> quiet, but if I want to go shopping, I need it to be like right there. Okay. Um, paper or digital? Mm, definitely paper. Okay. Shopping online or in a store? I think it depends for what, but I like going shopping in a store. Okay. It's four o'clock or whatever time you make dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or to music? I listen to music for a mental break. Okay. What what's the, like your preferred kind of music? Um, lately, I'm loving Stephanie Gretzinger. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Hmm. Um, I love for me, it's keeping my mind right, and so it's worship music. Okay, but I, yeah. all, I mean, I'm not against all the kinds of music. But usually, if I need a mental break, it's because I need to focus back on what's true. Yeah. Um, especially at four o'clock when I'm trying to make dinner. Yeah. I mean, so Absolutely. for me, it's like a yeah, how to how to get back centered to thinking about the Lord. Um, yeah, but I love Ellie Holcomb, Sarah yeah. Groves. Yes. Sandra okay. McCracken. Love those ladies. Good ones. Okay. Chocolate milk or dark? Dark. All right. As dark as it can be. Right. I think it's necessity for motherhood, but that's yes. just my opinion. Yes. Sports or no sports? No sports. All right. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? What do you mean? Like like, Facebook Live or stuff like that? You know, I guess I'd rather broadcast because I don't watch. Yeah. And you're you're an Insta Stories girl, and that's that same kind of thing. Okay, so definitely broadcasting. I mean, I do watch some people's Insta Stories, but... Yeah. Broadcast. Okay. Favorite movie? Oh, I'm so bad at this. Um, Like zero comes to my brain right now. (laughs) It's a hard question because there's so many options. You know, I like funny, but it's hard to find funny that's also not inappropriate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love, I recently saw Bridesmaids again, but just, I love Kristen Wiig. <laughs> yeah. And, and is it McCarthy? Melissa yes. McCarthy? Yes. So I, I love funny movies. It's just hard because you can't really like say, that's a great movie because it's yeah. also really dirty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It is. So. I totally know what you're saying. It's like. I like Vid Angel because you can get. Yeah, stuff out. Yeah, because it's hard. Because yeah. there are things like I watch, but then I'm like, um, <laughs> I better not mention no. that. Like, I'm not trying to be bad, but they're funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum, and zero is mm. totally not crunchy, and ten is like singing "Kumbaya" by the fire with your legs unshaven <laughs> and dreadlocks, <laughs> where would you be on the spectrum? Gosh, I think I'm like a six or a seven. I'm okay. like lazy, crunchy. That's still like a I, very respectable crunchy number. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I'm just going for respectable, but also not smelly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Amen to that, sister. Well, and with that, I think we're done. Thank you so much for joining me. That was so much fun. This was so fun. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to to pull over and come on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, ladies, that's it for this episode of Cultivating the Lovely. Be sure you're leaving those ratings and reviews in iTunes. They help so much in getting the word out about the podcast and sharing it with new people. So if you could do that, I would so, so appreciate it. 
If you'd like to find the show notes for this episode, you can go to boldturquoise.com forward slash 049 and you will find all the references to everything that we've talked about there. And of course, you can get links to our sponsor, Veritas Press with Phonics Museum and our Patreon account, which again is patreon.com forward slash cultivating the lovely. All right, ladies, until next week when I've got Jody McKenna on the show, go be bold and gracious. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.